and I'm Maximus Hunter. On today's show, we're going to have our usual uh, local and campus newscasts, and we've got a very special guest in the studio. We've got Darius, the rapper from Denver, and he's going to tell us about uh, the process of making his music and his new album coming up. After that, we're going to have a little roundtable discussion, discuss, discussion about the impeachment inquiry that Nancy Pelosi just announced uh, that she was going to go through with. And that brings me to my next point. We have a question for you, listeners. What are your thoughts about the impeachment inquiry? You can go ahead and text us your thoughts about that at 970-491-5278. Once again, that number is 970-491-5278. As always, we'd love to know what you think, so let us know. And then we're going to close off our show with our regular national and weather forecasts of the day and for the week coming up. But without further ado, we're going to go ahead and kick it off with local news with me, Ren Wadsworth. <laughs> Alrighty. So according to Fox 31 News, police in Fort Collins want to implement security cameras throughout the city. While it may sound like something out of a science fiction novel, the police believe this will help better law enforcement tackle criminal activities in communities. We just find routinely residents are saying, how can we help? And this is one way they can help, said Chief Schwaba. Video is what's making or breaking many cases. As the holiday season approaches, the police department believes this is the perfect time to implement the program. This is to catch por porch pirates. The program is called Patio Patrol and is completely voluntary. The program accepts any and all front porch cameras. They let us know they have the system and then again on a case-by-case -case basis, they decide if they want to cooperate with us, Schwaba said. We don't have access to it unless they tell us they want to give it to us. People may not get the actual crime that was committed, but they can get the people on their way to commit the crime or leaving it. If you are registered for Patio Patrol, you can opt out at any time. You know, I just had a great idea of how to stop porch pirates. How's that? Give them a less cool name. If I was called a porch <laughs> pirate, I would be all about it. Well, speaking of porch pirates, have you heard of that, uh, the guy who put like glitter, like a glitter bomb inside of, um, like a UPS or Amazon package? How, like, like inconvenient it, no, for the people the, who opened it. Yeah, the reason he did it was if someone stole it, and they opened it, they were just like covered in glitter. And I think it had like a stink bomb in it. Yeah. I, at least they weren't trying to like hurt anyone, but it's still, uh, it's gonna ruin someone's day for sure. Well, don't steal someone's Kind of a petty package. criminal. <laughs> I guess that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm not sympathetic towards someone who stole a package and got glitter all over No, even if Porch Pirates is a cool name. Yeah. Um, speaking of what cameras have done in terms of catching crimes, surveillance has captured a theft ring at senior centers and gyms across Fort Collins, according to Fox 31 News. From October to November, Fort Collins Police Services have received six reports of theft from fitness centers, including Fort Collins Senior Center and Eldora Ice Pool. In each of these cases, an unknown male suspect entered a locker room and stole personal property. Credit cards and cash were stolen and used at local businesses following the theft. Victims report that they stored their belongings in lockers, but the extra measure didn't work. Based on surveillance video footage, detectives determined that at least one male and one female were involved in these incidents. The suspects were associated with two vehicles, a light-colored minivan and a Ford Super Duty flatbed truck. Police are also looking for information about an additional man and several women who have been seen with the suspects when using the stolen credit cards at retailers. 
Anyone with information about these suspects or incidents is asked to contact Fort Collins Police Investigative Aid Kara Walker at 970-416-2278. Once again, that's Fort Collins Police Investigative Aid Kara Walker at 970-416-2278. People who wish to remain anonymous may contact Crime Stoppers of Larimer County at 970-221-6868 or at www.stopcriminals.com. And once again, those contacts again are going to be 970-221-6868 or www.stopcriminals.org. A middle school teacher from Fort Collins named Stephanie Summerlong played on the popular TV game show Jeopardy. Summerlong teaches at St. John the Evangelist Catholic School in Loveland, according to the school's website. And she did unfortunately not win, but her final stats were 30 correct and 6 incorrect. Two out of the three on the rebound attempts, on 12 rebound opportunities, and 26.32% on the first buzzer, one out of one on the daily doubles. 0 out of 2 in the final Jeopardy, and her final winning number um, that she took away was $2,400, which is better than nothing. It all comes down to that final Jeopardy. Yeah. Um, I think the girl who did win, I didn't read too much on her because she's not for Collins, but I think she was pretty out. It sounds like she was pretty outstanding. Um, it sounded like she was one of the first players in a while to get um, that much money in her first round on the show and I think she got over like $45,000 um, but wow. of, yeah if you're interested in that you can read more about it on Jeopardy's website but I didn't I didn't research Jennifer who is the winning um, participant in that particular game too much I like how winning Jeopardy is like having a job for a year yeah <laughs> just get like a year's salary every time I think of Jeopardy I think of that weird Al Yankovic song I lost on Jeopardy Baby. Baby. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I can't believe that we both knew that. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I can't believe it. Actually us. <laughs> um, so uh, my final piece for today's local news is that Anheuser Brewsch Brewery is attempting to break the Guinness World Records title for the most couples kissing under the mistletoe. One of the towns the brewery will visit to attempt the feat will be Fort Collins with St. Louis and Merrimack, New Hampshire also making the list. The tour hopes to bring more than 900 couples together. Aaron Udell from the Colorado Wind reports the couples will be given their own sprigs of mistletoe to hold above their, above their heads and must remain kissing for five seconds in order to break the record. Participants must be at least 21 years old. The existing record is held by the Gaylord Palms Resort and Convention Center in Kissimmee, Florida. Which, <laughs> that's a great name for I that. know. <laughs> I'm, I don't think we should beat it if that's the name of the winner right now. Anyway. Um, they want on December 7th, 2017, the center hosted an event where 448 couples kissed under the mistletoe. So we're we almost trying that. to double that, which go big or go home, honestly. Um, the attempt will take place at 5 p.m. on Saturday at the Anheuser Busch Briar Garden and Tour Center at 2351 Busch Drive. Doors will open to participants at 4 p.m. and all registered participants must be in line by 430 to be guaranteed admission. If you're interested in participating in the record-breaking attempt, you can reserve a spot online at brewerylights.com. Once again, that website is brewerylights.com. And that's all the local news I have for you today. Thanks, Ren. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to come back. Uh, we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back with Darius. Um, after that, though, we are going to still be doing our roundtable discussion about the impeachment process. So if you have thoughts you would like to share with us on impeachment, you know, what do you think is going to happen? Text those to us at 970-491-KCSU. That's 970-491-5278. 
Um, and we have a we have a little musical sample of Darius that uh, let's let's give that a play before we go on the break. Heck yeah, we can do that. Yeah, it's a little fifteen second clip. All right, here it goes. Yeah. New days by the old waves. Play the game with no saves. Mr. Bull like Olay. Five rings like Kobe. Green Bay, cause I'm a G. Now I'm just in GMC. Now I spit and I bring the heat. Put y'all in slots to see defeat. Ugh. Awesome. And we'll be talking to Darius right after the break. Yeah. So if you want to hear more about his work or maybe where you can find out more about him, stay tuned right after the break because he's going to be here in studio. And if you have any questions directly for him, you can go ahead and text us in and he'll answer you live on air at 970-491-5278. Once again, that number is going to be 970-491-5278. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after the break. And we are back on the Rocky Mountain Review. I'm your host, Ren Wadsworth. And I'm Maximus Hunter. Uh, we just heard from Ren about what the local news is. And now we are going to be sitting down with Darius, the rapper. Can we play that clip one more time? Heck yeah, we can. I already have it queued up because I thought that would be a great idea. Awesome. Yeah. New days by the old waves. Play the game with no saves. Mr. Bull like Olay. Five rings like Kobe. Green Bay, cause I'm a G. Now I'm just in GMC. Now I spit and I bring the heat. Put y'all in slots to see defeat. Uh. All right, that was Darius. Do you want to introduce yourself a little bit since you're here in studio? Yeah, well, um, like you said, my name is Darius. Um, born and raised in Denver, Colorado. Um, just here, my friend Max. We've been friends hey. for about 10 years or so. You know, we didn't really count, but. Uh, he invited me to the show, so I'm here. Yeah, man. You know, I, I last saw you in middle school, and now you're making great music. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while, but yeah, I'm definitely trying for sure. Yeah. So uh, your last album was Cold Nights, which came out in January, mm -hmm. and uh, I know on all like your Spotify and SoundCloud, uh, that's the only that's the only release that you have available. But you've had right. some releases before that, right? Yeah. So um, before that, I was kind of more like on SoundCloud. So like any of the older stuff is probably on SoundCloud. All the mixtapes and stuff. So uh, Cold Nights was like my first official release. You know, once I finally got comfortable with uh, my style yeah. and my music and everything. Yeah, I remember the uh, this this was a long time ago. There was a, a Darius versus Dizzy one. Where yeah. Kind of. <laughs> had like a, a couple you know you had the dizzy style and you had the Darius style mm -hmm. kind of battling it out yeah i remember that yeah that was like whew, i don't even know like 2012 a long time yeah ago. it was a minute ago <laughs> a really for sure long time ago. yeah no doubt yeah um which actually is a great segue into our next question how long have you been doing this for um honestly i started right after middle school like just going into high school so um Altogether, maybe about mm, seven about seven years nice. um i started writing at first and then uh, after that, I started actually finding, you know, my ability to you know, make lyrics and put it to a beat. And then I just got kind of did that over time and got better. So you're really good now. Yeah, no, I, I've had a lot of practice. So I appreciate that. <laughs> so what kind of inspired you to become a rapper and a musician? Um, so my mom actually played like a lot of rap growing up and I actually didn't like rap like at all when I first like started listening to it. But over the years, um, like my favorite rappers are like Drake, Kendrick, J. Cole, Logic, you know, those kind of guys. Um, after I saw how they expressed themselves in their music and everything, it kind of made me want to start to do that. Cause I was like, wow, this is like really good. Like music is one of the things that makes the world go around. So, uh, getting into that, you know, I started writing a little bit just for fun, and then I started getting good at it, and then I kind of just fell in love with it from there, you know? 
Yeah, so you write your own lyrics. Do you mm-hmm. also make your own beats? Um, so for the beats, I've made a, a few beats. None of them are on the album, but I make some here and there. Usually I hit up different producers um, just to see. I, I usually don't do just one producer just because, you know, sometimes I need a different sound from different people. So uh, I kind of just ask different producers. They kind of send me stuff, and I kind of go from there. Um, sometimes I find beats even on YouTube, and I'm like, oh, this sounds really good. And I, you know, ask them, like, hey, is this available? Can I lease this? Can I buy it? And, you know, it, it works like that, really, you know, especially starting out. You always want to try to open yourself up to lots of possibilities. So Definitely. So when you when you find a beat you like, do you write to the beat or do you try and match it with something you already have written? Uh, actually, so I usually try to write to the beat, but sometimes if I'm like stuck or if I like know I have another verse that would match this style, because I have a lot of verses in my phone that are just like there, like they're not in any songs oh, I, or anything. I feel that. I write yeah, <laughs> a lot of just random songs in my phone. Sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes I'm like, you know what? I think I have something that'll match this. So I'll take like a piece of older verse and put it into the new one and kind of flow it in there, and it kind of helps fill in the gaps sometimes when you're like kind of stuck. You know, but for yeah. the most part, I kind of write them all in a session or two, you know? Yeah. Nice. So speaking of writing, like, can you kind of speak to what your writing process looks like? Yeah. So mine is actually, um, I don't want to say like really like long, but um, for me, once I hear the beat and I'll listen to it, I'll actually like sit there and mumble before I even start writing it. Like I'll just start mumbling different like words or whatever. That's really how I get the flow of the song, you know, like how I want it to sound. Even before I start writing, like I just do that. I'll sit in my car or have my headphones in and I'll just sit there and just like, you know, just kind of mumble, trying to get the sound. Then after that, I kind of start, I don't know, I just kind of start writing and see, I I think about what I want the song to be about. Um, I'm really good at punchlines, so that's like really my thing. So it was because my vocabulary is really nice and like my creativity is really nice. So when I write, I kind of just go off of the top. I don't really stress on it too much. I just kind of flow just kind of like throw it all out there and eventually you get in a rhythm when you find the topic that you want and then you kind of just go from there you know so you said your specialty was punchlines. Mm-hmm. uh could you give us an example of a good punchline? um yeah uh like shoot let me think <laughs> <laughs> um like even the the snippet that you played you know like the way it even starts out you know like uh new days rather old ways play the game with no saves mr bull like ole you know Five rings, like just like how that kind of flows, you know, like um, the Green Bay because I'm a G. That one, yeah, exactly. Me as, like a pretty great punchline. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. So um, you know, I just I don't really have like a process for those either. It kind of just comes off the top. Sometimes I'll be sitting in the most random place and I'll just think of something like creative. Like I'll look at something and just be like, huh, what if I made it like this, or what if I kind of worded it like this, and then that's how I get my punchlines, you know? Because you do, you have a very uh, I want to say you have a very clever verse. Like mm-hmm. a lot of your punchlines, like I'll hear and I'll go like, "Oh my god, that's yeah. like, that's brilliant." <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, do you like do anything special while you write? Do you have like a you know like a, a chair or a, a song <laughs> or a, a mantra? I don't know. Yeah. No. Um. Sometimes I don't know. Like usually when I'm writing my songs, uh, I usually just be kind of like in a place where I can focus. You know, somewhere it doesn't have to be like quiet. You know, but just like somewhere I can like sit down and just write. And more times than not, when I come up with punchlines, I'll think of something that's like relevant or something that's like new or something that people talk about a lot. Something that's really like that everybody knows about, you know, like you don't want to make punchlines that are really hard to figure out because then nobody gets it. And then if you have to explain the punchline, you know, it kind of just doesn't really not really a punchline. Exactly. So it's kind of like that. So I'll think of something that's like relevant to most people that listen to me or most people in general. 
and then I'll try to find something clever within that to make a punchline. So uh, there's not really a special way to do it. I kind of just, you know, I've, I've kind of mastered how to do that, you know, just nice. over time. <laughs> nice. Yeah, those clever punchlines, I think, have become more and more popular in rap yeah. over the years. And I think they're really interesting to listen to. Like, Macklemore's one of my favorite rappers. Oh, yeah. I know he's not, like, a yeah. super, no, like, I get that. Yeah, but he has that line that, like, there's layers to this ish player, uh, Tiramisu, and I love yeah. that line. <laughs> but <laughs> so do you think any, like, rappers have kind of inspired your style or your... Mm. flow or anything like that um it's funny my uh so the dude that's actually like mastering my album and mixing it um because i go to switchboard studios i just switched um from there from my home studio to them just this year but uh he asked me he was like uh who's your favorite rapper and i usually tell people drake because drake is my favorite rapper um j cole second of course so uh i kind of think that i'm like i try to be like a hybrid of those two you know like have like the flow and confidence of Drake, but then also kind of try to keep it real. Yeah, you don't and, have the content of Drake. Yeah, exactly. That's what he said though. He was like, so where do you get your punchlines? Cause you don't get it from Drake. Yeah. Cause, <laughs> yeah, cause Drake has a few, but he doesn't have it it's like not that. not really what yeah. he's known for. Yeah, no. <laughs> so um, I don't know in terms of like inspiring punchlines, like I think one of the best punchline rappers is like Lil Wayne, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah. Definitely, yeah. Lil Wayne, uh, Man, he says some stuff sometimes that I'll only hear like the fifth time I hear the song. Yeah, no, like, seriously. What? I'm in the shower and I'm like, no way, I what? I can't believe he just said that. Yeah, no, for real. So um, I'm not really sure. Like um, like I said, even with my favorite rappers, none of them are like really punchline heavy. And I think I wanted to stand out because of that. I didn't want to sound like my favorite rappers, um, but instead kind of like take everything I know from them, take like a piece of Drake, piece of J. Cole, piece of Kendrick, and put it all into one person. So my punchlines really stands out. And like when people hear a song, the wow factor is like my big thing. So like when people hear a song and they're like, whoa, that's crazy. Like, did he just say that? Or did he really mean that? Like, that's what makes me stand out. So I really like, that's my style. That's what I like to do, so. I think it, I think it works for you. I've had some friends definitely be like, whoa. Yeah, no, that's good. That, that wow factor is definitely what you want. Yeah. Um, so you've been playing some shows in Denver. Mm -hmm. uh, have you been enjoying them? The audience has been good? Yeah, no, actually my last one um, was amazing. I did, um, it's been a while just because I've been working on the new album, but that last show that I did, the energy was crazy. Like people were jumping up and down. Uh, I have a live video on my Facebook, but it was just crazy performing. Everybody was just so hype. Even people I didn't know like that were there were just like, that's going awesome. crazy you know so that energy that you get um when you're like really good uh and people hear it like people hear you and they're like oh yeah he's good like their energy just changes like after you perform that first song they're like oh he's he, he is good let me listen to him some more and then he's like oh oh wait he just said this and then they just get hype you know what i mean that's so, awesome. yeah. yeah yeah so that's kind of what it is people, people love discovering good music oh yeah uh, so your style is kind of like really fast rap. Mm -hmm. um, is that hard at all to replicate like live performance? Yeah. So um, when I perform, like I actually have to sit and practice uh, a lot of my verses and kind of like mess with them a little bit um, just because like for the most part, yeah, like my, my style is kind of quick or like on the quicker end of like rap in terms of like rapping nowadays. So when I perform, um, I have to like either like not necessarily take some words out, but kind of like like I have to practice my breaths basically because you don't want to like rap really fast and you can't finish it and then you have to take a breath and now you're on the next line and you're like oh no like now it doesn't sound right you know so um it just takes practice you have to like know what words to say and what words to like okay I don't really need that but you got to keep the whole core of the verse still there you know so um it takes a little bit I have to practice a lot <laughs> when I perform but it, it's over overall pretty easy you know
Have you ever gotten tongue tied? <laughs> uh, I have. I have actually. My last show, um, it was like the last song I was performing. Uh, I actually thought I was on the second verse. I started rapping a line from the second verse because they're similar. And yeah, I, <laughs> I had to like pause. I was like, uh, I'm glad the music was playing behind me because I actually had my verse <laughs> playing for that reason, just in case. But uh, yeah, I've definitely gotten tongue tied before. So it's you got to watch out for that. <laughs> definitely. Right on. So let's talk about the new album. Okay, yeah. Yeah, uh, what's it going to be called? It's called Dizzy, you know, just real oh, simple. Perfect. <laughs> real perfect. simple. Uh, this one is, uh, I think I think I got nine songs on there, maybe a skit or two, so about ten, ten tracks altogether. Nice, and you said you, were, uh, you weren't producing it at home this time, you were producing in a yeah. studio. Yeah, so um, yeah, I mean, like, a, like the first one I did all myself, but like this time I actually went to the studio um, only because I was just like, oh, I don't feel like doing it this time, you know? <laughs> and I kind of wanted like a second ear, like, with this one because like this one was like i was like this one's gonna be the one that's like really popular like this oh, one's right gonna on. blow up so uh lucky I, we got you now though yeah no for <laughs> real no i'm look i'm always here for sure i'll come back anytime but um yeah the new album uh 10 tracks uh there's not really from from the last one this one's more focused on me defining myself as a rapper so right on. uh you've got like the first half of the album which is like really like like punchline, turn up kind of thing. And then it slows down to like, you know, maybe some real tracks, you know, it kind of shows you oh, both sides. Deeper. Yeah. So um, it, it actually goes back to the uh, the Dizzy versus Darius concept where really? it's like, you got like the Dizzy side, it's like really turnt. And then you got the Darius side, it's kind of like chill and something you could drive right. home at night to, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. That's really exciting. Definitely. Um, so you, had, you actually just got a text in. Did I? Yeah, yeah. you did. Oh. So <laughs> they said, and we're trying to find out um, what their name is. Mm hmm. They said, Darius, you were born great as well as to stand out. You're destined for greatness, and I'll never let you forget it. Keep spitting that fire. Your biggest fan forever. Oh, wow. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that's so we're crazy. trying to get their name. Um, but okay. until then, that's I was wondering, so do you know sweet. who it is? Uh, I don't. <laughs> I really don't, actually. <laughs> you that's amazing. You didn't tell anyone to listen in? I did. I told a lot of people, but I don't know exactly who that is specifically. I'm wow. trying to think. That's, that's so cool. That's cool. Yeah, no, a lot of people were like, yeah, I'm listening. And so I don't know how many are listening in, but. You know, Shout I appreciate it. <laughs> right. No, thank you guys <laughs> for sure. So as far as the uh, the sound of the new album goes, a lot of mm -hmm. your a lot of your songs off Cold Nights were you had a lot of like cool, like piano oriented mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. Um, are you are you kind of sticking with the same? I mean, you're going you said you're going with a little more of the dizzy, a little more mm -hmm. like lit. Yeah. You know, intense, faster stuff. But you're going to keep a lot of that same kind of vibe going. Yeah. So um, like when the when the album first starts out, it's more of like a. A statement you know kind of like when you first hear it you know like this album is a statement album like the last one for me was I'm gonna drop this so everybody knows I can rap like because before that I just put stuff on SoundCloud you know everybody kind of just does rap here and there you know but I was like I got to take it serious now so the last album was oh he can actually rap this is actually really good and now this album's like statement album like okay now this is like I'm one of the best rappers like that's oh, okay. yeah like it's kind of like, like that like the confidence behind this album is crazy and it's like the way I started out is perfect. And then as it goes on, you just like, you don't like the people I played it for before I dropped it. Um, they were like, dude, you don't get a break. Like you start with the first track and then the second track. And then it's like, he just keeps hitting and it just keeps hitting. And then it, other. then it slows down and you're like, wow, now he can spit real too. You know, it's like, he's not just 
uh, a punchline hype rapper. He can actually get real with it and like oh, man. relate to people. So I'm very excited. When's it coming out? Uh, hopefully by the end of December. Um, just because it's holiday season, I don't have a date just yet because, you know, uh, distribution companies with all the holiday albums and all that, they yeah. kind of get delayed. So, um, but the, the last half of my album's getting mastered Friday, I think, tomorrow. Oh, wow. So hopefully by tomorrow, um, I can send it off this weekend and then I'll have a date for you guys. But that's exciting. Yeah. So hopefully by the end of December, if not, like really early January. Awesome. But, yeah. So you talked a little bit about how your new album is all about confidence. And mm -hmm. I'm just a little curious if you think that like having confidence and having that attitude mm -hmm. is required to be successful in the rap industry. Uh, I, I've seen a lot of rappers also, I don't want to say take on that persona, but mm -hmm. a lot of their rap also has that kind of like, yeah. I am the best rapper. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, like, um, Pretty much with anything you do, you have to have that confidence in the entertainment industry, you know, like, uh, and it, it's like a thin line between like confident and like, like, I don't want to say cocky, but like, yeah, like you, yeah. you don't want to be like that, but you also want to make a statement like, I believe that I'm one of the best rappers. I, you know, I have the, you know, you want to back up with evidence. So like, if I say I'm one of the best rappers in Colorado, which is a big statement, I'm not going to say that, but I'm just saying, if I said that, <laughs> um, you have to have something to back it up. So I feel like me saying... I'm a really good rapper coming out of Denver, um, and I feel like I'm gonna like kind of blow up off of this album. You know, you have to back it up with the album. So I feel like this album is gonna show people like, oh wow, he's not playing this time. Like he's really doing it for real. You know what I mean? So by that, you know, that confidence. I feel like as a rapper, you have to be confident at least in yourself. Um, you don't have to be overconfident. You don't have to say that you're the best all the time. But also, it's a hard thing to do if you're not confident about it. Exactly. Like, because really, really tough. Rap is confidence. Like, everything, even like if you're not talking about anything, like, even if you're just rapping about money or women or cars, like, those are things that you have to rap about with confidence. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No one wants to hear a rapper be like, you know, I dated two girls. I got six bucks. Right. Like, you yeah. know Except what I mean? For Hobo yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, you have to be confident in everything that you do. Um, and that's any style of rap. So, like, yeah. even the conscious rap, like, they're confident, mm -hmm. you know, like. Oh, yeah, woke rap. Yeah, yeah, and you can hear it in the voice, too. Like, all the big artists now, they're all confident. There's not one that I'm like, oh, I might be good, maybe, you know, like, no, yeah. you don't hear that. <laughs> and you don't, you don't work that hard if you don't yeah. have that kind of confidence. Exactly. Yeah. If you don't want to be better than everybody else, if you don't want to be known as one of the best, then you're, you know, what are you working for? You know yeah. what I mean? And writing itself is a tough process. Exactly. Yeah. That's where a lot of artists, like, kind of slack off is the writing, you mm -hmm. know, because nowadays, like, the game's, like, so saturated, you really can just kind of, like, get a really good beat and just kind of make, like, some half say, lyrics. And, yeah, say whatever. Yeah. yeah, and then you can you can blow up off of that, and that's fine, but, like, you know, that, those are the people that don't necessarily want to be good. At, they don't want to be known as a good rapper they just want to do it for the money well, that's what stood out about your music to me was i was i was really impressed just with the lyrics mm -hmm. yeah no that's really impressive that's that's what i like strive on is my lyrics like i always make sure my beats are really good but like i always want to make sure my my lyrics are just like top Crisp. notch yeah like <laughs> I, I, anybody who listens to me like i want them to be like yeah he can rap like he can go you know what i mean all right, you got another text in. Wow. This one says, Dizzy, proud of you, brother. Your confidence is amazing, and you definitely are number one in the state. Been wow. on this grind for <laughs> a long time since uh, since we was in high school. I assume he meant high school. Okay. Or she uh, enjoyed working with you. BGE on Because of You, My Brother. I love you. <laughs> okay. G Peso. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, he's actually on my album. I oh, was like, nice. yeah, I was like, what? You're okay, like, yeah, no, um, for sure, I appreciate it. Um, he said it, not me. 
<laughs> but um, yeah, no, I appreciate it. I've got a few features on this album as well. And that first text was from your sister, Alicia. Ah, okay. I was going to say, I don't know who's listening, but thank you. <laughs> Who is my biggest fan? Um, right. <laughs> for sure. Um, but looking a little more into the future, what's coming up for you in 2020? So for me, after I drop this album, I have a couple videos that I'm shooting. I'm actually shooting one next week to push the album. So that's going to be really exciting. Cool. Um, after that, like I said, I'm I'm just trying to get the album out there. You know, I'm I'm definitely planning for a couple shows, so um, I'll definitely hit you guys up with the show dates for that. But please do. Um, really, this year is just kind of pushing the album, pushing both albums really, and kind of just solidifying another step as a rapper. You know what I mean? I don't want to just be a Colorado rapper. I want to be a rapper. You know, I want to be <laughs> like, oh, I know Darius, and it doesn't matter where they're from. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, being local is cool, but like I want to start branching out and becoming more known, you know, like well, there, there aren't really big rappers from Colorado yet. Yeah. So, so that's what I mean. That's really what's going to stand out. That's actually like the pushing point is like, oh, he's from Denver. Uh, Denver doesn't really produce a lot of good rappers or a lot of rappers that at are at all. Yeah. Man. You know, because it's not really a music state. So uh pushing that and they're like oh he's from denver that just boosted up even more like oh no he's the first rapper that's really you know so um yeah just kind of solidifying my you know position you know it's the biggest thing for me right on yeah uh, do you think if you got a tour opportunity you'd take it oh absolutely oh, awesome. oh yeah like <laughs> i would do that no question like even a mini tour i'm actually um Somebody actually hit me up with a couple show dates that are outside of the state, so that's oh, pretty cool. That is exciting. Yeah, so I'm working on that too. So I mean, like, even if it's a little mini tour or nothing, you know, like. Hey, would that be the first time you're doing that? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That's really exciting. Yeah. No, I've I've done like a lot of shows here, but I haven't done any out out of state. So after I get this album out, hopefully I get a couple more opportunities to do that. That would be awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, I think we're going to have to wrap up. But mm -hmm. if people want some more information about you or they can find your music, where could they find that information? Um, so I am on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, all of that kind of stuff. So you can definitely check me out. My name is Darius, D-E-R-I-S, just straight like that. My album, Cold Nights, is out right now. Um, my new album, Dizzy, will be out at least by the end of the month or next month, hopefully. But um, I'll get you guys a date on that. Um, in terms of social media, um, you can find me on Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, at Yep, It's Dizzy, just like that. Um, Facebook, I do have a page on Facebook is where I usually post all of my updates on shows and videos and all of that kind of stuff. So you can just look up Darius on Facebook, either my personal one or my fan page one. Um, and that's really like the main way to get in contact with me for sure. Right on. Well, thank you so much for coming to the studio. Thanks Darius. for having me, dog. It's been awesome. <laughs> all right. We're going to take a quick break, but then when we come back from the break, we're going to do uh, some campus news. I'll read some campus news and we'll do that impeachment roundtable. Right. So if you guys want to participate in that uh, impeachment inquiry and if, if you have any opinions about that, go ahead and text us that at 970-491-5278. Once again, that number is 970-491-5278. And if you missed any or part of Darius's interview here at KCSU, that's going to be online tonight. Just go ahead and search the Rocky Mountain Review on kcsufm.com and you'll find that interview. Yeah, you will. Sweet. But stay tuned for <laughs> Campus News with Max right after the break. This is the Rocky Mountain Review. I'm your host, Ren Wadsworth. And I'm Maximus Hunter. Uh, we just got to meet Darius, the rapper. He's from Denver, and we had a great conversation with him. If you want to check it out, um, or you just want to hear it again, that can be found on our website, kcsufm.com, under the News tab, under Rocky Mountain Review, and we'll be sure to feature it 
on the front so you can fight it nice and easy. Coming up, we're going to have a roundtable about the impeachment inquiry that Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi is going ahead with. And if you have any opinions about that, go ahead and text us at 970-491-KCSU. Once again, that number is 970-491-5278. And we will read them on air. So go ahead and give us all of your opinions about the impeachment inquiry, what you think is going to happen after, what you think, if you think it's appropriate, if you think it's great don't be scared to tell us how you yeah. feel we can handle it i promise <laughs> <laughs> yeah so go ahead and text us that once again i'll give you that number one more time before we kick it off with campus news it's going to be 970-491-5278 but without further ado max do you have something for us i got some campus news heck yeah oh yeah hi my name is maximus hunter and this is your colorado state university campus news for thursday december 5th 2019 you're listening to the rocky mountain review here on 90.5 kcsu fort collins Colorado State Rams head football coach Mike Bobo has officially stepped down. The decision was made mutually between Bobo and athletics director Joe Parker, who has already begun looking for replacement. Bobo had been coach of the Rams for five years, leading the team to three bowl games, and his final record is 29 wins and 35 losses. Coach Bobo stepped down for a buyout of $1.825 million, which is actually much lower than the $5.5 million specified in his contract in event of his buyout. However, according to Joe Parker, Bobo wanted to do the right thing, leave the team, and move on quickly. Today is the start of the fifth annual Colorado State University Agricultural Innovation Summit. This year's theme is building the innovation mindset. There will be two keynote speakers, Saswati Bora, the head of Food Systems Innovation for the World Economic Forum, and Rob Frawley, former vice president and chief technical officer of Monsanto. There will be a series of expert panels taking place throughout the day, today and tomorrow. Topics include women in agriculture, agriculture as a learning tool for STEM majors, diversity, and much more. Ticket information can be found on the CSU Source website. And I believe the tickets are still on sale, even though it is uh, already begun. The sidewalk slash trail south of the lagoon connecting the Lori Student Center will be closed December 2nd to May 18th. The closure is required to complete improvements on the lagoon and the regional detention pond around the lagoon. And for those of you who may be freshmen or don't remember last year, at the end of the year, they said they would be, quote-unquote, renovating the lagoon because it had become... Um, unsanitary yeah <laughs> um and i suppose this is going to be part of the renovation process however unfortunately it does mean that that pathway is going to be closed for the entirety of next semester so people trying to go from say the lsc to the gym like i do after the show's done oh it's uh, that sidewalk? yeah it's that sidewalk oh, wow. um That's are gonna need one. to find a walk around um yeah speaking a little bit about the lagoon um I miss the geese on campus. and a I lot don't. Of, oh, I love geese. Anyway, a lot mean. of their big draw to... I, well, I watch them from inside my dorm room, okay, so I didn't fair. interact. <laughs> I like watching them from a distance. But a lot of the draw, the geese's draw and the duck's draw um, was the lagoon. So I miss them, and I hope they come back soon. Oh, I'm sure they will. Um, They're all at City Park. They're not very far. But speaking about your first story, just for a hot second, um, we're actually going to talk a little bit more about uh, Mike Bobo and his replacement on next Tuesday's show with our cool sports dude, Dixon Lawson. So if you want to listen in for that and who some possible uh, replacements for Mike Bobo are. If and that hasn't been picked already. Yeah, I believe it's been picked, but I'm not. No, uh, they're still looking, but by okay. Tuesday, by Tuesday, it very okay. well might be. So, yeah. 
it might be picked by Tuesday or we'll see. But we'll talk about it with Dawson and what's going to happen in the future. Or Dixon, sorry about that. It's, it's just a combination of yeah. his names. <laughs> That's his <laughs> ship name between his first and his last name. Um, but yeah, but yeah so we're going to talk a little bit. He definitely wanted to talk about it. Yeah, so we'll save that for Tuesday. So tune in on Tuesday's show if you want to hear a little bit more about Mike Bobo. However, well, I remember he, uh, he was saying that we, he would be very sad if uh, we lost Mike Bobo which I thought was interesting. Now that yeah, that's not a common um, opinion with many. I know, but Dixon, Dixon, I think he had a pretty strong case. And I mean, Mike Bobo did take us to uh, three bowl games in a row in his first three years. It's just the last two years where it hasn't been going as well. But I don't know, but you can, yeah, you have to wonder if it's just him piggybacking off of the last coach's um well, the timing anyway, certainly yeah, could, we, could look We will like talk it. more about it on Tuesday, about all of our thoughts and opinions about this and what we think the future is going to hold. So tune in for that beginning of the show, top of the hour at about four. So you're going to want to tune in then if you don't want to miss it. But we're going to talk a little bit about the impeachment inquiry that yes, Nancy Pelosi. Are. So Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi, Nancy <laughs> Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi introduced or well told the chairman of the United States uh, Congress to introduce articles of impeachment against the president following a pretty uh, lengthy uh, series of inquiries and hearings and whatnot with constitutional scholars and, um, you know, Trump's own uh, Ukrainian diplomat. And it's it's all about, um, you know, the quid pro quo with Ukraine where the president's... um, withheld congressionally approved financial aid from the country which is currently in a war uh, with Russia unless they uh, investigated into Hunter Biden's role in a Ukrainian company and possible corruption. Uh, it's worth noting that uh, the the aid was not withheld for them to find anything. They just had to investigate mm-hmm. him. Uh, however, this is uh, it does count as a quid pro quo and it is technically not legal at least according to his diplomat um so there's a lot of different uh opinions trump's camp is saying that this is rushed and unfair uh nancy pelosi's camp is saying that uh this is i I don't want to say this is a verbatim quote so i'm paraphrasing here but in her speech where she announced they were bringing up articles of impeachment pelosi basically said that Donald Trump is the single greatest threat to our Constitution in American history. Yeah, and uh, actually an interesting quote on the other side of that. Let me see if I could find it and actually read it verbatim. Uh, it's from Trump. Well, I have his, I have his tweet response. Oh, here. I found it. Okay, so I don't know if it's the response to that, but it's on the same topic. It says there's been no... Oh, yes. Uh, Trump's tweeted, there has been no president in the history of our country who has been treated so badly as I have. The Democrats are frozen with hatred and fear. They get nothing done. This should never be allowed to happen to another president. Witch hunt. And uh, his official tweet in response to Nancy Pelosi introducing articles of impeachment this morning says, uh, I quote, The do-nothing radical leftists, left Democrats have just announced that they are going to seek to impeach me over nothing. They already gave up on the ridiculous Mueller, quote-unquote, stuff. And now they hang their hats on two totally appropriate perfect phone calls with the Ukrainian president. This will mean that beyond important and seldom used act of impeachment will be used to routinely attack future presidents. That is not what our founders had in mind. 
The good thing is that the Republicans never have been more united. We will win. Um, so something I've always thought interesting about um, impeachment in Congress is it's very loose. What constitutes for impeachment? It's high crimes and misdemeanors. And misdemeanors or treason. Right, which um, a lot of those um, could really mean a lot of things. A lot of things. Well, impeachment doesn't mean he will be removed from office. Right. Yeah, those are two different things. Being impeached is kind of just a label. Yeah, there's never been a president that has been removed from office. There's been two presidents that have been impeached, and that, of course, would be Bill Clinton. There's actually been three presidents that have been impeached. Um, Who Uh, was the I don't remember his name, but he was in the Twitter. No, there's Andrew Johnson and Bill Clinton have been the only two I'm aware of that have been... Uh, no, he was he stepped down on. Wasn't he facing? No, yeah, he was facing impeachment, but he was not impeached. He stepped down because okay, he was worried. Okay, I was thinking of Johnson. I was thinking of Johnson. However, so uh, an interesting thing about impeachment as well is that even if Trump is going to be impeached, he can still run for the 2020 election. Absolutely. This is not going to stop him. Um, I do think the... Uh, I don't know if it'll hinder him or hinder his following by any means. No, um, I mean, the only... Like like, um, like we were saying, like you were saying, is impeachment is just a, uh, just a process. So the only way it could really affect him is if he were to say not win the election and then he could right. be tried in a court of law. Um, something, something I thought was kind of interesting was the, uh, the argument he makes that this will mean uh, that the beyond important and seldom used act of impeachment will be routinely used to attack future presidents. I, th- I yeah, I think that's a valid, honestly. Oh, I would, I would say I could, I could name the fallacy that commits. Okay, let's that's talk. a fallacious argument. It's a argument of a slippery slope. I don't think. There's yeah, any, that is true. Any actual cause, but not, I, not that that could be untrue in the future. Not that that. Right. Could I, be untrue, I can see where he's coming from, though. Like, one, like I said before, this is a very loose policy that uh, Congress is able to act upon, that it's a misdemeanor, treason, high crime. That can mean a lot of things, and it's not really defined. And a lot of things in the Constitution and in the amendments are loose for are a reason so that defined. they're uh, able and up for interpretation and on a case-by-case basis. However, I can see how... You can interpret it that, oh, well, if this is high crime, like this could also be high crime and you can just start impeaching presidents just because you don't like their policy. But I agree with you. I do think that is more of a slippery slope argument than it is an actual concern. It's more. Well, of, yeah. Yeah. And if it were and if it were just the Ukraine thing, you know, maybe I'd be more inclined to agree. But there's also he's, he's on the charges of uh, I don't remember what the exact term is for uh withholding assistance and what he did there but he's he's also being charged with obstruction of justice which is a pretty serious offense yeah so something else i wanted to add about this that um i thought was really interesting and before we wrap this up but it's that this wasn't the first um impeachment inquiry that was made in congress um and nancy pelosi and it's actually kind of a controversial topic because nancy pelosi will say this first one didn't really happen and others other Democrats will say it did, but uh, Judiciary Committee Chairman Gerald Nadler mm-hmm. actually said in August he had a impeachment inquiry that kind of was ignored, and Nancy Pelosi didn't want to talk about it publicly until um, the Ukraine phone calls came out. Well, and yeah, and you know that part of that I think is indicative of the ever-growing kind of divide in Democrats. You've got yeah. you know your more progressive Democrats, your uh, Gerards of the world who. Uh, you know, wanted to start impeachment way back when and did try to start impeachment way back when and didn't get much support. And you've got your kind of, uh, you know, your uh, 
whatchamacallums, your incumbent Democrats, your, uh, your, uh, the ones who've been there a while, the, you know, the Joe Bidens and the Hillary Clintons right. and the Nancy Pelosi's of the world. Well, I think it's interesting because I think that's almost a prime example of almost what Trump was, um, saying that, uh, Jared or Nadler didn't really have a lot of, uh, evidence didn't have a lot of backings to that uh, impeachment inquiry it basically it felt it did feel a little bit like um i don't like trump i don't want him in office i want him impeached and then you have nancy pelosi come in with evidence and this is this is the time that trump is calling like this a witch hunt not when there wasn't any evidence. he was calling he was calling the um the fbi investigation a witch hunt right. it's all a witch hunt but um and you know Sometimes uh, after the FBI investigation, you know, it seems like he he had a pretty good uh, he had a pretty good basis. I mean, there's you know there's questions about Attorney General William Barr and his impartiality, and then you know the the kind of the rushed conclusion to the Mueller report, which was noted in the report that they were forced to wrap up kind of quickly. But um, it's I'm just so curious to see in 50 years how we talk about this mm -hmm. and how once all the facts are out there, once all the investigations are done and once everything's all said and done, how are we going to talk about it? Was, you know, was the president deceiving the American public? Were the Democrats, you know, chasing a wild goose? It's I think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Um, and we're going to follow that more as it progresses uh, through the election and through the end of uh, Trump's term. But, however, I do think we're going to have to wrap it up because we are running short on time. We're going to take a quick little break. But then after that, we've got a little bit of National Day news. And we're going to close the show with our regular weather segment. So stay tuned for that. the Rocky Mountain Review. I'm your host, Ren Wadsworth. And I'm Maximus Hunter. Um, we just had a little discussion about the uh, to beginning of the official impeachment process that began today. And uh, if you missed that, or if you want to hear our interview with Darius, who is a rapper from Denver with a new album coming out very soon, uh, you can check that out on our website, kcsufm.com, uh, under news, under Rocky Mountain Review. And we'll probably be featuring that interview because it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was really cool. Thank you, Darius, for coming in. Yeah. Um, however, today is a special day, just like any other day, because it's got a little <laughs> bit of national news. Well, what day is it, Ren? Today is December 5th. Whoa. Yeah. And if you, like I know I am, are feeling the stress of finals week, today might be able to help you relax a little bit. December 5th is recognized as National Bathtub Party Day. On this day, you can forget about showers and instead opt for a bath. There are many different ways to enjoy baths, including salts, essential oils, salts, again, and even candles. A lot of salt. I love salt in my bath. <laughs> but however you choose to do it, baths are a great way to rewind, relax, and rejuvenate. I don't put salt in my bath. It makes it too much like soup. <laughs> well, I know there's a lot of health benefits for Epsom salts. And uh, as a dancer, it really does help with muscle soreness. I so. also don't have a bathtub, so oh, that's well, another reason that I don't put salt in my help. baths. <laughs> Um, December 5th is also known as International Ninja Day. Oh, finally. I'm about time I got appreciated. <laughs> yes, you heard that right, Ninja Day. And the day celebrates the history of ninjas and how they have morphed throughout the decades. 
It's estimated that ninjas originated around the year 600. Some believe they are fallen samurai warriors, and others believe they are the common man or woman. However, wherever the profession originated, the skills are often passed down from generation to generation. Just like in Naruto. <laughs> in Japan, there are museums that focus on ninja history and lifestyle. The Ninja Museum of Igaryu. I'm so sorry if I mispronounced that, but it is I spelled I-G-A-R-Y-U. Igaryu. Features the tools of the trade, demonstrations, and residence. And at Coco Ninja Village, you can attend ninja camp and challenges as well as tour the museum. Wait, they have an actual ninja village like Naruto? <laughs> yeah. Yes! Western culture as well as novels and films have brought ninjas into the limelight and mainstream culture. Like Naruto. From action films to comic books like to Naruto. animated turtles. Not Naruto. <laughs> ninjas have become incredibly popular. So throw on your headbands, Naruto run up to Area 51. and Live in a sewer for uh, a little bit. Weave your hand signs. Yeah. You crazy ninjas. Yep. You might have a sweet tooth or you might not. But Soccer Tort Day insists that we can have our cakes and eat it too. You might be wondering what to a tort even is. How do you know? <laughs> the national calendar distinguishes the difference between a cake and a tort by stating that while cakes and torts are very similar, in fact, torts are a type of cake. Just, like how rectangles yeah. are squares. But, okay. All rectangles are squares, but not. No. No, wait. All Shoot. squares, all squares are, are rectangles, rectangles, but all rectangles, rectangles are squares. So Man, I would all, not pass the fifth grade. All torts are cakes. I don't know no. How I'm in all college. cakes are torts, but not all torts are cakes. No. I think that's wrong. No. Okay. All torts are cakes, but not all cakes are torts. Yes. yes. Okay, anyway. <laughs> it's the ingredients that make a tort a tort. Similar to the ingredients that makes an angel food cake bake up light and tall, a tort's ingredients give it a heavier base and a tighter crumb. <laughs> Additionally, torts tend to be layered crosswise with ganache, frosting, or fruit. Torts what? use. Now I'm wondering what ganache is. What's ganache? Is it, um, do we have a ganache day? We can look it up. What is ganache? Oh, it's like melted chocolate? Ganache is a glaze, icing, sauce, or filling for pastries. It is made from chocolate and cream. That is a great discovery. Mm -hmm. I want ganache with every meal. Uh, torts use very little flour and use ground nuts or breadcrumbs instead. There are several types of torts you can make. Some have a couple layers, while others have hundreds of thin layers. This particular tort, called soccer tort, is a unique chocolate cake made in 1832 by France Soccer in Austria. The soccer tort is created by ap with apricot jam between layers of rich chocolate sponge cake and topped with a layer of chocolate icing. The original recipe is a secret protected today and served exclusively at the soccer hotels in Vienna and no, Salzburg. My, I'm drooling. This dessert is considered one of the most famous culinary delicacies in Vienna. So while you may not be able to have a real soccer tort, you can always celebrate with any chocolate cake you can get your hands on. Also, I do want to say uh, afterwards, if I did mispronounce the name of that dessert, I am very sorry. I did my best. Um, I don't speak Austrian, unfortunately. Take soccer's. Um, Seems right. December 5th also commemorates the day Prohibition ended in the United States Woo! with National Repeal Day. Prohibition happened in the 19th century when movement groups such as Prohibition Party, Women's Christian Temperance Union, and Anti-Saloon League were a part of what was known as the Temperance Movement. In 1919, the 18th Amendment was ratified, banning the production, transportation, and sale of alcoholic beverages. However, the legislation did not prohibit the consumption of such drinks, which led to a lot of people making a bootleg alcohol in their tubs and 
with very high alcohol content and selling it illegally, which is where the term bootlegger actually comes from. Um, the amendment went into effect in 1920 and numerous businesses closes, closed. Beyond the losses of breweries and bars, government lost tax revenues. Additionally, the cost of enforcing prohibition was expensive. Those determined to produce, transport, and sell alcohol created a black market that crisscrossed across the nation. The illicit methods became notorious and the stuff of legend. In 1929, the stock market crashed. A few years later, Congress proposed the 21st Amendment to the Constitution on February 20th, 1933. The amendment repealed the 18th Amendment and was ratified on December 5th that year. It's so interesting that the Roaring Twenties, which is considered the biggest party decade of our country's history, is the decade where alcohol was completely illegal. And actually, I think that's interesting to take into um, thought because I think it was considered the biggest party um, decade of I don't know what you called it <laughs> I think it was really American considered history. yeah a party decade of the American history because a either people were not drinking and they had nothing else to do or b their alcohol was their alcohol content was so high oh yeah in all actually, of their that, drinks that does make sense so I mean yeah Jay Gatsby uh got drunk and fell yeah, into a pool I and think, drowned yeah when it's a lot different when you have one drink that's got like 12% alcohol content Sorry, and then you've got the end moonshine of the Great Gatsby for anyone. that's 80% alcohol content. Like that's a little bit different. So um, maybe it's maybe it's a little column A, maybe it's a little column B. Well, hey, glad they repealed it. If they had left Prohibition, we wouldn't have the booming industry we have in Fort Collins right now. Yeah, no, definitely. So. Um, however... I think that's all of the National Day news I have for you today, but there is something in the air that makes me want to pause and take a little moment and listen. Oh, I hear something. What is it? It's the weather! Woo! Today, it was cold. Yes, it was. And wet. And it's been raining and snowing all day. It's it's happening again, people. Tomorrow, it's going to be the same high as it was today, but you can expect the sun to come out a bit. Actually, you know, it didn't go below freezing, I don't think. It did for a minute, but you can expect the sun to come out. It'll be nice. And then we move into your weekend, and the temperature is going to rise to 48 degrees with lots of cloud coverage. So it's going to be warmer, but darker. And Sunday is going to look very similar, but with a high chance of snow and rain. It's December. It's, it's happening. Monday, the temperatures are going to drop over 10 degrees, and those clouds are going to keep rolling in. It's just, uh, it's getting cold. Just in time for Christmas. Just in time for finals week. That's all I have to say for today. But you tune in on Tuesday, and you can hear me do this again and learn what the weather's going to be for next week. All right. Unfortunately, that is the end of our show. But if you missed any of it, it is going to be at KCSUFM.com tonight. So go ahead and check out the Rocky Mountain Review on KCSUFM.com. Um, yeah, and we only have three more shows left in the semester, so make sure you tune in for those three last shows. Yeah. But, of course, we will be back again next year. We only year. have two more shows. We have three. I thought we were doing another one on Tuesday next week. Oh, your or finals week? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, uh, so tune in for those, whether they be two shows or three shows. Either <laughs> way, we'll let you know in the future. Uh, next Tuesday, we have a gentleman coming in who makes environmentally safe food storage things to replace Ziploc bags. But they're made from bees? Question Whoa. mark? That's actually really cool. Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> It'll be really interesting. Um, <laughs> all right. But we do have to thank some people before we head out for the night. So Absolutely first and do. foremost, Damien Castile. Doesn't makes... he make that one song? What one song? 
uh, it, it starts with like, yeah, that song. And That's actually, song Damien Castile makes all of the music here at the Rocky Mountain Review. So he thank does. you, They're Damien bombs. Castile. Thank you. Uh, we'd like to thank Julia Baddeles, Hannah Copeland, Isaiah Reyes, Peter Walk, Raven Color, Hunter Sinclair, Asher Korn, just everyone. Um, thank you. We couldn't do this without you. Yeah. Uh, oh, let's give uh, let's give Lily. Lily gets a special thank you. She took the picture uh, for our website of us and Darius. Yeah, heck yeah. Well, speaking of Darius, we have to thank Darius for coming in the show, talking about his album and his new album coming out. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Darius. It was such a pleasure to see you again. It's been like 10 years, and you're doing such amazing stuff. If you missed that interview, you can go ahead and check that out as well on the Rocky Mountain Review at kccfm.com. Yep. Um, I couldn't do this without you, Ren, so I gotta thank you. I mean, we were... Uh, crunched for time preparing for today's show, and you killed it. We had to get waffles. You did amazing. We had to get waffles, yeah. It's true. And delicious sandwiches. <laughs> and I have to thank you, of course, Max. This show is an absolute delight to do with you. I love coming on the air with you and just speaking our minds and just telling everyone in the northern Colorado region what is happening. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and of course, we have to thank you. We could not do it without you. We really couldn't. We really appreciate you listening to us. And with that, we'll see see you you next time. time.